Uncle Frankie had shown Maddie the tape at Thanksgiving four years ago. Frankie had been drinking a lot of red wine, hitting it hard as soon as his wife Loretta unwrapped the shrimp cocktail appetizers, and his sentences had turned emphatic and urgent. He was railing about some guy named the astounding Archibald, who'd ruined everything. Think what we could have had, Frankie said. We could have been kings. Irene, Maddie's mom, laughed, making Frankie scowl. Kings of what? she asked. Irene and Maddie had driven in from Pittsburgh the night before, and they'd woken up to find that Grandpa Teddy had bought a bird and not much else. He'd been waiting for his daughter to conjure the rest of the meal. Now that they were finally on the other side of dinner, the table turned into a post-combat battlefield. Pumpkin pie destroyed, Rice Krispies treats in ruins, all wine bottles depleted. Maddie was the last kid left in his chair. He'd always liked hanging out with the adults. Most of the time he stayed under the radar, not speaking, in the hope that they'd forget he was there and start saying interesting things. That no-talent hack just couldn't stand to see us win, Frankie said. No, he was a talented man, a talented man, Grandpa Teddy said from the head of the table. Brilliant even, but short-sighted. As usual, he was the most dressed-up person in the house. Shiny black suit, pink shirt, riotous paisley tie as wide as a trout. Grandpa always dressed like he was about to go to a wedding or a funeral, except in the mornings or just before bed, when he walked around as if he were alone in the house. Wife-beater t-shirt, boxer shorts, black socks. He didn't seem to own sportswear or work clothes, maybe because he never did sports and didn't work. He was rich, though. Irene said she didn't know where the money came from, but Maddie imagined it was all poker winnings. Grandpa Teddy, it was understood, was the greatest card shark of all time. He taught Maddie seven-card stud, sitting at the kitchen table for hours until Maddie's pennies ran out. Grandpa Teddy always played for money and never gave it back after a game. You can't sharpen your knife on a sponge, he'd say scripture that Maddie believed in without entirely understanding. Archibald was a necessary evil, Grandpa Teddy said. He was the voice of the skeptic. If your mother had shown him up, the audience would have loved us for it. We could have gone to the stratosphere with that act. He was evil, Frankie said. A damn liar and a cheat. He wouldn't take communion without palming the wafer. Grandpa Teddy chuckled. It's all water under the bridge now. He was just plain jealous, Frankie said. He hated our gifts. He wanted to destroy us. Maddie couldn't stand it any longer. He had to ask, What did this guy do to us? Frankie leaned across the table, looking Maddie straight in the eye. What did he do? He said in a low, emotion-choked voice. He killed Grandma Mo. That's what. A thrill went through Maddie. It wasn't just this dramatic declaration. It was the electricity of being noticed by his uncle. Of being seen. Uncle Frankie had always been kind to Maddie, but he'd never talked to him as if he mattered. Can we drop this, please? Irene asked. He did kill her, Frankie said, leaning back but keeping his eyes on Maddie. Sure as if he'd put a gun to her head. Maddie's mom frowned. 
You believe that, don't you? Frankie swiveled his head to stare her down. Yes, Irene, yes I do. Loretta got to her feet. I'm going for a smoke. I'll join you, Grandpa Teddy said. He rose from the table, straightened his cuffs, and took her arm. You're not supposed to smoke, Dad, Irene said. Loretta's smoking, he said. I'm secondary smoking. Uncle Frankie gestured to Maddie. Come on, it's time you saw something. I'm not doing these dishes alone, Irene said. Have Buddy help you. He slapped his brother on the shoulder. A little too hard, Maddie thought. Buddy's eyes fluttered, but his gaze never moved from the middle distance. He had a way of sitting very still, slumping lower and lower, as if he were turning to pudding. Leave him alone, Irene said. Buddy remained unperturbed. He'd been in one of his trances since finishing his pie, staring into space, occasionally smiling to himself or silently mouthing a word or two. His muteness was a mystery to Maddie, and the adults wouldn't talk about it, a double silence that was impenetrable. Maddie's mom would only give him variations of, that's the way he is. Once Maddie worked up the courage to ask Grandpa Teddy about why Buddy hardly spoke, and he said, You'll have to ask him.